There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. (laughs) Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. Mother, don't you recognize your son? Everybody, oh. once again to oh, a Sopranos podcast. As always, I'm Joe Spellman, and this is David Feudernick. And this is Paul Gullius. And we're talking episode two, Proshaya whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> goodbye, our, little Olivia. Yeah, goodbye, little Olivia in English. Um, <laughs> With uh, our good friend here, actor, writer, you've seen him on, uh, well, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Killing those spells, <laughs> killing it. Uh, your pretty face is going to hell, right? That's the name of uh, that adult swim show. I'll let you figure it out. I'm not <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not helping you out, out of this, man. Yeah, uh, I think that's it. And, 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 and uh, a writer for one of uh, my favorite shows, Search Party. Very nice, That's very right. nice. I know that show. Uh, I loved the last season. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig Rowan. Hey, Woo! guys. It's What's me. up? Uh, what are you going to do? That's uh, that's. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're right. You're right. Uh, that appropriate <laughs> way to episode, start off the episode. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is hilarious. Isn't it hilarious? It's so yeah, it's, it's chock full it's, of great, great little bits. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and sad. Yeah, it's hilarious and, and also yeah. heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't and can I say, just as I know that you guys are the hosts, but I'll make a, a huge, bold statement. Please. This is a, a hinge, a crux point in the in the Sopranos series as a whole. I, a I huge, love the bold statement. Yeah. Um, wanna, and yeah. And I, can, I can talk about it further or I could just say it and never explain it. And then it'll be like, why did he say I that? I mean, as long and as you keep this. pointing out that we're the hosts, you can say whatever you want. But just please. Right, just, well, well, let's just as long let's as for our listeners the, who the, maybe haven't barriers. watched. 
let's let's give let's give like the little refresher of what the episode is and then yes. and then you can back up your statement greg yeah sure go. well it'll come through in the synopsis exactly so I'll, I'll, can, well I'll, I'll so follow. so this episode for those originally aired march 4th 2000 back to back with the season opener actually right written by david chase directed by tim van patten and in this episode we have meadow bringing home a new boyfriend i think you all remember who that is livia finally passes away r.i.p uh, nancy marchand and Janice returns and uh, insists on a memorial despite Livia's wishes. And this is also the first uh, episode Ralph Cifaretto shows up. Yes. So, so Craig, do you, do you want to like just elaborate, go in depth on, on how this is uh, a crux? Well, I mean, Olivia dies in this and it was obviously unplanned. So like right. the show, right. I mean, I, I, from what I've read, like the pilot episode, uh, had Olivia in it and then I guess she was going to die or something but everybody liked her so they kept her in and she's such in the DNA of the first two seasons yeah mm-hmm. and then like she unexpected I mean I guess she had she was old so it wasn't unexpected but like they had to deal with it pretty unexpectedly or the way they wrote it in is so I'm not gonna like they did a good as good a job as you could do but well, they like, used it those just... like sick ass effects and uh it, <laughs> yeah. felt, it felt super realistic and they do what they could do with you know there's and it, sick like it cost 200 dollars yeah. for something now that would take like five seconds to do on photoshop <laughs> right right, right. But, um, this isn't actually but, spellman with us on the zoom this is just cgi spellman no, this is yeah. a this is a it's more cost That's, effective that's right. Yeah, the, David David Chase per, uh, personally CGI Joe into this call. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but it just like it took the show in a totally different direction. And I'll even say like something that sort of bothers me about this. This is getting ahead, and, but like the whole thing with like how um, like Delhi meets bother Tony, and oh, there's right. like yeah. and there's like flashbacks about Delhi meets. It feels so like like such an add-on and i feel like they start doing again this show is one of my favorite shows and it's incredible so like i can only nitpick it because it's so good but they like they start doing things like that which feel like necessary because they had to like they they and and i feel like more of those things happened because they were they had to deal with this a huge loss of like this incredible actress and incredible right. characters. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like it's this like it sort of diverges in this in this interesting way. Yeah. yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I think in the long run, I mean, we could never know, right? We can never know what those episodes would have been if if Nancy Marchand had had lived and and shot this season and and the story arc was supposed to be her the, po- uh, the plane tickets. Right, going government testifying. witness yeah. against Tony, testifying against Tony uh, with these stolen airline tickets. So we don't know, but I think ultimately, you know, it may prove, well, we can never prove, like I said, but it may have been better for the longevity of the series for, for it not to be so central on Tony's hangups with his mother. This sort of like yeah. allowed it to go in different directions. Um, what do you guys think? I also like, I like that he's not in like immediate, like horrible drawn out legal trouble with this early on in the series too. Cause it's like right. always kind it- of painful. Like, any anytime like he's had like the gun charges like or like anytime like there's legal stuff, you're just like kind of looking forward to when that's over, <laughs> <laughs> right? And because right, you don't and want it to turn into a court show, right? right? You I'd don't ra- want this to be like I'd rather in court every week. Yeah, I'd rather be his stress be fucking Ralphie being a maniac than uh, Livia testifying against him. Totally. Yeah. But they, they're also the other thing, like the thing that it made them do is like again, <laughs> I love all of these characters. But like 
they did this thing again where it's like the season two is like Richie April, mm-hmm. right? And then this season it's Ralphie Sofredo. Yeah, we've talked about this already. Don't yes. worry, we've yeah. shit on. Yeah, like, we like, shit yeah, on yeah. the formulaicness no, of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it feels like if they if they hadn't done, and again, Ralphie is like one of my. They like they are so good at fuck at writing dirtbags. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I like it's. He's one of my favorite characters. I don't know but if they could be, write a good person actually. Oh, uh, Janice is my favorite dirtbag. Oh. She's oh. my. Oh, yeah, but so it, it definitely uh like like becomes this sort of formula a little bit which again it works yeah. well, so. ultimately because i think the plan was you know once they introduced joey pants as uh as ralphie in this episode i think the plan was to ultimately kill him off at the end of the season right and makes james sense. gandolfini yep. was like this is this is getting a little too repetitive uh we we need to keep this guy around and they ended up listening to him and, and taking the, his advice and, and keeping him around until the next season. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's how they sort of broke the formula with Ralphie. And then of course, as time goes on, like you see, he's not exactly the same character as Richie April. Although in this episode, like he more or less is, right? Yeah. 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 I, do you guys think this was like a good introduction to the character of Ralph Cifaretto? I mean, he's funny. Like I, it's like, do we, the character is like, fully realized already i mean we we you like, think so yeah because like i i like that we see him like consoling tony like immediately and then it's like mm. when, when his like son gets the arrow through his chest it's like we see that side and then immediately like he's like just a, a switch goes off and he's like uh and i'll turn my hearing aids on so i can hear it <laughs> yeah. it's like like immediately a fucking asshole Right. I, yeah. I I don't know if we know how like big of a scumbag or, or asshole he is at this point, but I mean I, I was looking at his hair being like, <laughs> What the fuck? Oh like why yeah. did they choose like to give him this like haircut? It, it looks so dumb. It's such a funny choice and it pays off pretty well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. But it is so hard because you only know him as a fully bald right, man right. that it's just such a like what is it it's not it doesn't even really feel like stereotypically italian it's like a mushroom like, it cut. Ha- it's not even like a it's yeah. not even a look that anybody has yeah, like, yeah. it's not a haircut that people have it yeah and his hair is like kind of red like right. just a different yeah. different color than nor- normal a normal italian guy i i watching this back in high school this was the first season i watched live i didn't know joey pants was bald I thought that was his real hair until the moment where the the toupee fell off Same. after they yeah. chopped his head off. Yeah. yeah. So had me fooled, but also I did think the hair was weird. I remember thinking that. Like, yeah. What? Like parted down the center? Like what's yeah. going on here? Sorry, yeah. Feudy. No, um, no, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need. 
just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Uh, but yeah, let's let's do like let's start from the from the beginning here. So the, obviously the first scene is is like the garbage wars. Things are heating up with the trucks exploding and and shit like that. That's sort of playing out in the background and and doesn't really have much to do with the rest of the episode. But that that one device they use early on uh, when we uh, we come in on Tony and he's already on the floor and you see what you think is blood on the floor and then it does this rewind. You know what I'm talking about? And, yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and it goes all the way back to before Noah comes in and this and that. Why do you guys think they, they decided to use that storytelling device, which has never been used before in The Sopranos and was never used again? It's like the that weird wipe with um, Carmela. It's like the, you know, it's like they have like these one-off like things that you're just kind of like, what? Or like, or like Vito's inner monologue that you hear in yeah. a later season right, that they right. never, you, you never hear. Like, I, it, I feel like it only could have worked if it was the first episode of the season. Like, is Tony dead? Like, th- that's, <laughs> yeah, that's literally true. the only. Right. But it's so strange, and and it has the rewind noise. Yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> it's not. It's like I can't imagine being like this is the right choice like it doesn't, it doesn't work with the show and it's not bad like it's not bad no. because it plays out okay but it's just it's completely unnecessary yeah it's yeah, just yeah. i i think i think you're, you're more or less right i think they 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 needed some sort of imagery that would like that they could put in a trailer for the season that would fucking right. make people go ape shit and how do you get there like you need tony soprano on the floor with what looks like blood next to him I don't know, Me- like but. Meadow and Tony are both like watching VHSs like throughout the <laughs> episode, like maybe, you know, like the rewind function, you know, it's like. Yeah, and it, actually it could have been a commentary on, you know, this was when 2000 right. DVDs uh, that started going to the marketplace. So maybe this was David Chase being like, let's stick to VHS, let's ride this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David Chase uh, invested in Blockbuster yeah, on, instead on, on of VHS. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. By, no, by the way, they... great uh, Gabagool uh, counter uh, episode. But Craig, <laughs> yeah. there is a uh, there's a Twitter account that has like three followers. We tried to reach out to him and he doesn't respond to us. He might he might be dead. He stopped doing it. But, uh, but he was doing a, a a counter of how many times Gabagool appeared in each episode. Okay, guys. Wow. I was saving it for fucking internet. Oh, sorry, but, yes. sorry, sorry. The Sopranos. Yeah. Where's the Gabagool Twitter? Tweeted out. Gabagool count zero mentions, two sightings. Ooh. Very nice for a season three episode there's, two. There's Krishan some beautiful Lugia. like inserts of Gabagool in this. Beautiful. <laughs> that was a very beautiful shots. insert of Gabagool. <laughs> Salivating. Yeah. I saw the Better Gabagool in the diet uh, shop right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diet right. <laughs> No, dude, did you see the uh, the uh, Ramalosa water in the fridge from uh, the bust out? The day oh, oh, I, I did, not, did not see that. Did not catch that. <laughs> they still yeah. got some we, cases. We got to be looking <laughs> out for that for the rest of the series. I bet they have it like in the series finale. 
But um, art department just like actually mass produced them, and they're like, oh fuck, uh, yeah, we'll just keep putting them in there. Just keep them around, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that Im- immediately leads into Tony being introduced to Noah Tannenbaum, one of the most despised characters in Sopranos fandom. Uh, but my question for you guys is, how does how does all this like play out in 2020? You think there's people, a lot of people watching for the first time. But I haven't, I haven't heard like a lot of complaints about, about. No, I think, well, I think it's what I like. I think the, his character happens to be very annoying, which right. is frustrating. Cause I think they, it would have been, you would have been even more on Noah's side, uh, which you are because Tony is just being outright racist. Right. But if he was just like middle of the road, whatever, he happens to be a very annoying film nerd. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but like, I think it's what's good about this show and what's good about this is like Tony is straight up racist. Right. Like he, and, and there's so many instances of this in the show where it's not like, like including with the Columbus day thing, like they are outwardly expressing racism in a way where if you are at all level headed, you know that they are being shown to be in the wrong. Yes. Yes. So like, I think that it's like, interesting to see a character who we're supposed to like a lot be so backwards in this way and using racist epithets and like being and also being so straight up racist to a black dude like like he's like it's it's like he's not it's interesting and i think i think it's a weird storyline also because it sort of sets up i don't love that like it's interesting that like it basically ruins his and meadow's relationship for a whole season and a half or maybe more so i think they did a pretty good job of being like, oh yeah, that's what racism is. It's like, right. especially for like if your child is um, young and more open-minded. Right. Um, it's also so like, I, I think, it's yeah. realistic of a group of people. Like, yeah. like I mean, I don't, I don't know many 20 years I, ago. I don't know many people like that generation, but like my grandparents, like my grandmother was like, so racist, like so, so <laughs> racist. Yeah, just I mean, I know didn't think she was racist, but like that. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, those people <clears> exist, <throat> and yeah, but I, I agree. Like, it, it would be clearer if the actor playing Noah was um, better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, think, he's such a nerd. Like, yeah, yeah like I mean, Craig he, Craig said, I mean, like, he I mean, he yeah. he was right. Like, Cagney was mon- um, modernity. Modernity, so, yeah. yeah. He he was correct, you know. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Shut up. Well, also, it's like as a character, it's like if you're meeting your girlfriend's dad for the first time, yeah, you, you, not you like wait like a minute to get into the minutia of film. Like, yeah. just have like a little bit of like before you say Cagney is modernity, just like have a slight bit of like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> he 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 right. doesn't he doesn't shake his hand. Like, I mean, if if you're kind like, I feel like that's the first thing you would do. Sure. Yeah. You know, if you if you're like fooling around with this uh, this guy's uh, daughter, like you'd probably shake his hand it, first. It, Joe, I you're mean, blaming him for Tony's racism. Yeah, that's um, yeah. I, I just wanted to actually get that out there. Actually, I'm glad we got to it uh, quickly. Spells. So let me go I, I on hope, a long diatribe about it. Recording your own your own version yeah. of this, man. Yeah, remember we're, Craig we're is gonna... also recording. So <laughs> hey, good. Yeah. I don't care. Let it out. It, it is also part of like um, how they always try to like make fun of uh california and like la like shit oh, yeah, like true, a little bit. he's like he's like west uh i'm from west la 
<laughs> my family's in the business. I don't know why they call it the business. And then like later in the uh, episode, like Tony's like yelling at Janice, like I don't want any of that California bullshit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like the, I mean, like, there's so much of that. David now. Chase clearly despises despises LA. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's true, though. I think there is this sort of like people who who grew up on the East Coast. Craig, I don't know where you grew up, but but East like, Coast baby, yeah. Where are you from? Yeah. From New York, baby. Oh, New York, New York, man. crazy yeah. game, but out of town. Lord Tariq and Peter Gunn's New York. Baby. <laughs> <Up> town. <laughs> town, baby. Uh, there is this mentality of like, oh, those crazy Californians, those people out west are, are you know, there's just this attitude. I mean, at least with like my parents and aunts and uncles and oh, yeah. obviously grandparents. Yeah. Uh, they've all been on the East Coast forever. Um, but yeah, so, so let's go into <laughs> Tony's final interaction with his mother. And the awful CGI. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you though. Be honest. Did did you guys realize it was CGI the first time you watched it? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. we all I, did. Yes. I think maybe not the okay. the very first time. A credit yeah. to you, sir, for for being honest. You're yeah. not. You're you're in good company because I when I was searching for uh, stuff for fucking in, our fucking internet segment today, so many people who were just watching it for the first time were like, I didn't even realize that was CGI. I don't remember. I mean, I watched it 20, like when it came out. You, like you, you uh, know why I knew so I though? Remember. Because like I, I the first season I watched live was season four, and so I binged season seasons one through three on DVD, and I was watching all those episodes in a row. And you can tell like those are like already shot scenes that we've already seen. Those are like lines that we've already lines seen. Lines yeah, we've yeah. all heard. We've heard those exact lines before in, in previous episodes. Right. So I think her, it sticks out more. Is her head on someone else's body? I think so. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what a body. <laughs> I mean, and it looked, they got another out. old person, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> those hands were wrinkled. It's such a weird scene because it's like doing eight things at once. Right. Like, right. There are like 50 things going on. I remember like when I... I this is I've been rewatching aside from the podcast, just it's like my comfort food show yep. mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and just yeah. being like, what's happening? Like having to rewind it. I was like, because <laughs> I was doing something else. I was like, this must be the scene where she's dead because I was like, this sounds crazy. And then I rewound it and I tried to like keep up with what was going on. I was like, yeah. all right, it's about the tickets, but the the thing and like he's talking about stuff that has nothing to do with anything all right yeah like david chase obviously like pulled sound bites from nancy marchand and then sort of crafted a scene with tony around that so he he had some like pretty and they used that shot of her like like throwing her hand like up like oh like (laughs) like three times or four times in this like the well, same she also shot. has like four different like hairstyles. <laughs> like every time you come back to her, she's yeah. her hair's parted a different way. Yeah. Uh, this is the episode where we talk about hair parts. Love uh, it. No, but, yeah. Love um, it. But do you guys think that, that like that this scene was ultimately uh, necessary, or or do you think they could have gone out never um, having an, another interaction with Tony and Livia? That's a good question. Nobody, nobody wants to answer. <laughs> I mean, uh, they probably could have. They probably could have like could not have. had this and yeah. and like you know like mentioned the airline tickets like with his lawyer or some shit mm-hmm. and then and then cut to like you know Carmela being like she's dead. You I know, do. I, I don't know. I do like the. Could've. I do like the baby book thing. I like. I I think yeah, that's a nice writing touch. 
you know? Sure. And then yeah. she so, does. So, and then so it's they, like kind of playing into like, you know, like, I don't know that she saves, she doesn't do that, but she saves all his, uh, you know, all his memorabilia from high school and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Right. I guess yeah, you're right. I mean, I feel like in terms, of, I feel like it was done. They did what they should have done. Like, I think they did as good of a job. Like, cause I was just thinking, I was like, they could have done like him ignoring a phone call from her or something. And then he hears the voicemail and then she dies later. And that's like, but I think you're right about the baby book thing is like, it's, it plays that feels like a bigger thing for Tony's character later on. So I think, right. that, but it, yeah. it's just unfortunate because the, the thing with the, ta- the, the plane tickets just feels so like nothing. It just feels like you're watching this and you're like, this doesn't come into play this season at all. <laughs> and it was such a big thing last season. Yeah. If they just like right. not mentioned that it would have been, I don't know. Yeah. yeah but also that, yeah. that would have been a cop out to just like, yeah. So, so they, they were boxed in obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think I think they ultimately made the right choice. Although maybe maybe they do an update. Maybe they like just do like a once over on the CGI. They, on this. they George yeah. Lucas it and have more <laughs> right, yeah. eye blinks and yeah. the Ewoks. Right. <laughs> yeah, didn't they like Jar Jar Binks head on on top of her. Didn't Game of Thrones go back and like lighten up the like penultimate episode because they were so like killed about People how dark it was? So yeah. dark, yeah. really. So like you that. can you can do. Uh, you can do something. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Fix Might it. Be worth a revisit. David, David Chase. Chase don't care. Yeah, it's true. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, so so this is a good way for uh the creator the show's creators to get Ada Turturro back in the cast. I, I think that if Liv, if Nancy Marchand hadn't died, we may have gone a season or two without seeing Janice return. It's true. Uh but she comes back for the funeral. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa! Don't just gloss over her. Uh, she she's uh, engaged to that guy. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like she's seventeen like, years old or something. Can my fiance come? The fuck? <laughs> wait, are they? Wait, they're they're engaged. In yeah, that? she goes. Yeah. She goes. Can my fiance come? <laughs> they're just like. And then is he never mentioned again? Yeah, <laughs> never mentioned. Again. <laughs> never mentioned again. <laughs> That's great. I did, did that. That interaction too is like a great line. That's funny. Where he's like, "Oh, my my <laughs> son eggs. is on the favors." Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Like how's on the favors? He's a street person. I don't know. I really laughed at that. Yeah. So he's like, I, "Sorry, I didn't know." Like, he's yeah, like, yeah, sincerely. Yeah, it's all like, nice about it. <laughs> what's uh? What's her yellow shirt that she's? Aren't they both yeah, wearing? Yeah, like, they're like they must work at like some fast food place or something. It looks like some diner or fast yeah. food yeah. place yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, wait, she's supposed to be in Seattle. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Those crazy West Coast people, you know, you, you don't know. But but yeah, I think she, she leaves her like nineteen year old fiance and just yeah. never comes back. Just never comes back. <laughs> uh, but I mean, considering what happened to her last fiance, maybe that's for the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so then the whole thing comes up with Janet's coming, and uh, do the children of Livia want to honor her request? to not have any sort of service or go ahead and uh, have the full-blown funeral wake after, after party, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the whole thing with Tony when he goes to therapy is he doesn't want to be a bad son. Right. Do you guys think Tony was a good son? Sorry for these very, like, <laughs> very intense questions. Wow, dude, I got to think Whoa. about this. <laughs> Was sense. he? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. 
was he a good son? She was uh, clearly a terrible yeah. mother. Was he a good son? I think he tried think, pretty hard to be yeah. good to her. I, I, I don't know. I mean, she, considering how miserable of a person she was, like he, yeah, he tried to please her, right? But and that's to, what all children should do. Yeah, is please. Them. That's right. Is just live to please their parents. The only yeah, point right. of well, having yeah, parents I, is to please them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's why you have a parent. Yeah, that's why you. <laughs> that's why you that's have why goals. Decide that. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah he i mean he gave it a go like he gave it a go yeah <laughs> his best shot yeah 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 i i mean i th- i guess you know he's expressing feelings of like to melfi he's expressing feelings of relief at hearing his mother died uh i i guess that doesn't necessarily disqualify you as a good son well, but he, but that's that's what he says outwardly. But in right. the last scene, he cries to watching. Yes. I mean, not to get ahead, but yeah. he's watching the movie yeah, about yeah. the mom. Right. So right. I feel like he, like he, he feels it, and it's a uh, it's mixed emotion. Yeah, but is, and, but and Melfi, he, and Melfi he... points out that like that's like a typical reaction of people whose parents are of a certain age when right. they've become kind of a hindrance to your life, and yeah. Like, I, and, I think that's very right. typical. Lost to, all capacity for joy. Right. And, I mean, he, he says to Melfi that it's because, like, he's going to beat the rap with the plane tickets. But that's not really what it's about. Like, you know, the, obviously, like, he's just glad that this person who was really horrible to him is is gone. Like, right. you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, just, just like my dad at his dad's funeral. Why? What happened? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, no. We were all there. I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember. I mean, I mean, I mean. Um, no, my. Oh yeah, your dad was, was super my, happy. I remember it's, that. It's kind of funny that the 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 the, the last scene like um, sort of uh, like reminds me like my grandfather. My grandfather was a good guy, but he kind of was really annoying like to a lot of his family, and like at the funeral there were like there was a lot of times where like. <laughs> People would say, "Yeah, he wasn't always the best guy." And I was like, "God damn, everyone is oh saying God. this," and like, you know, it's a Jewish funeral. Like, like my dad, my dad, like, I don't know, he threw like the rocks on the casket. Then he was like making jokes to my sister. Like, it was it's it's so funny, um, like to see it like this. So I I don't know. I kind of identify with like, but death with, like, is so weird. Yeah, of it's, course. It's of so course. weird that it's like, yeah, uh, that you're like, I don't know, like joking isn't a bad thing necessarily. No, no, yeah. no. Just like, they right. ca- they captured the awkwardness of all the people being in the house like so yeah. well. Yeah, that, like, well, I love so I love like on. the yeah the commentary of the banal like platitudes that that people have feel obligated to give. Uh, you know, just what are you gonna do? And uh, at right. least she didn't suffer. At least she didn't and, suffer. And, yeah. and then Tony even says, like, you know, he sees Meadow just reciting that line, and even says, you know, she's a robot. She's lost her innocence. She's becoming just like all of us. You know. Yep. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess, I think that does ring true, but it's all it's also very cynical to me. Yes. Like, yeah. Just that that like what what are you gonna do? like what are you gonna do like what are you gonna say to somebody who we we all go through it right so right but um but yeah so I, that that whole scene uh with like mm. everybody gathered at the soprano home yep hashtag jokes and 
they they touch on so many characters in this episode by the way like mm-hmm. yeah. every character has like a good bit and i think that's that, i think they did that specifically because the previous episode um was so focused on the fbi and there wasn't a lot of time spent with like the soprano crew or the family so right now who i happen to like a lot in this episode just very small is uh furia oh yeah because <laughs> yeah. like mm-hmm. he gets just as stoned as um <laughs> like he's smoking a bong with uh christopher Chris and, and adriana and then like they make fools of themselves and he like at that point he's just standing straight up just like the enforcer and then he has that one thing about the survivor was yeah, it about survivor, survivor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. about how he would just beat the shit out of the winner of survivor and steal their money yeah. that's like yeah. man like he just that's that if i was him and i got that one line in that episode it's very happy. it's a great line it's very funny yeah you, you forget that like back when this aired reality tv was like nothing it was it was just survivor basically Oh, yeah, Survivor is such world. a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. I I like I like the little moment of uh, Jackie Jr. where he just says sorry, and then yeah. they're like, "What the fuck was that?" Like his mom's like, "I'm sorry." I'm sorry. And he's wearing like a sweater to the funeral, you know. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought that was great. Did you guys catch the uh, the little um, little shot of uh, uh, a puss? puss? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the mirror. Like wait, explain. Uh, when so, when when so Furio was telling that joke, you? yeah, about Survivor, he's talking to uh, Polly. Yeah, no, he's talking to Tony. He's talking. No, no, no he's talking to Polly. Oh. Tony is to, like going into Tony's a closet, going into the oh. like liquor cabinet to get some yeah. nice bottle of alcohol, like grappa or some fucking shit. Whatever it is, yeah, yeah. And when he opens the like cabinet door, there's a mirror on it. And when it tilts, you see a reflection of Big Puss in it. He's just like a split there, second. Yeah. 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 Why do you think that was? <laughs> Yo, why, Yo, why turn the tables he, on you, I think Professor they were like, Polly? Why do you think, think that they was? Were, realistically, I think they were like, hey, come have lunch on set today. And then come stand in this shot. <laughs> I think that's probably what happened. But I also think like that feeds into like we're not going to get this deep, but like the whole, like the supernatural uh, motif throughout the series of the Sopranos, like there definitely is in the world of the Sopranos, there's definitely a supernatural element and like a world beyond this life. Uh, especially as we see in Tony's coma dreams later after he's shot by uncle junior, we don't need to go there. I yeah. think, my, well, well, my theory, my theory is that for that quarter of a second, he actually was back alive. And then immediately gone. He smelled the gabagool and he was like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> he's like, oh shit. They, yeah. they do a little bit of the ghost stuff with like AJ when he's like grandma. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. True. So there's that's that whole thing. scene with the Robert Frost poem. Um, I, I, I mean, it's funny. Asshole Robert Frost. <laughs> It's asshole, yeah. Why? Why do you guys think they included that scene? Like, I don't know, but I love that he calls it a thank- He's like, oh, so it's a Thanksgiving poem. <laughs> I, I, I always felt like it was like pointing out how like unaware AJ is of what's happening like around him. Like, yeah, he sh- the poem should make more sense to him because he's like should be grieving, and he's right. just like, it's about Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just. Yeah. He gets some pretty short shrift on this series. Like he's probably the dumbest character. Like, <laughs> uh, like yeah, even yeah. on an on an emotional level, I don't really think he ever like, except for maybe when he's getting like sh- going to be shipped away to 
whatever arm, like army military, school, academy, military yeah. school like where he's like crying yeah or whatever he doesn't really have any inner thoughts <laughs> yeah just... like until he's like gonna kill himself like yeah oh yes yeah oh yeah okay then um never maybe he was holding it in for maybe it's perfectly written yeah he was holding it for so long that that's how it came that's out. right that's right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah okay never mind <laughs> okay take it all back um, i take big swings and then i'm willing to <laughs> Just put the bat down. I love it. I love hey, it. That's what we do on this on this podcast. Hey, that's okay? right. We take big, badass swings. We're all just feeling it out, dude. That's right. And um, I also just throw out that he, um, that just that Meta th- needed to go up and get the bare naked ladies. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. If she if she wasn't such a huge fan of bare naked ladies, all that shit could have been avoided. It's so true. Well, by um, the way, what what the fuck, uh, idiot metal song, Joe? You would know. What metal song is uh, AJ I, listening I, to? I, I only like Metallica. I don't like anything else. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> anything else. Uh, so there's like so much going on in this in this scene at the wake where Janice like is like, hey, we're going to bring everybody into the great, great room. We're going to like share some remembrances of Livia. That clearly doesn't go well. Hesh, the most he could say is she didn't mince words. Uh, Christopher does his whole like stoned out of his mind like speech about how there can never be two people exactly the same on earth blah 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 um, great speech from Hugh great, DeAngelis oh, dude, well that's a great moment yeah. that's maybe his best moment yeah. in the series uh, when he just like calls bullshit on the whole thing Yeah, yeah. yeah. you gotta, you gotta kind of cheer uh, at that point but this thing with Artie and Tony, we see the flashback to, I think it was the season one finale, uh, where Livia tells Artie that Tony torched his original Vesuvio. Right. Uh, and then and then Artie confronts him outside, uh, and he's like, I got a fucking great story to tell about her. And, and Tony doesn't like, you know, Artie's like, I guess our little secret dies with her, and Tony doesn't like object to it. Is this does Tony like more or less admit to torturing the torturing the restaurant here? Because I had never noticed that before. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it, is that is that like a he says don't silent... talk about he says don't talk about that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, know. eventually, eventually. Right, but they never they never discussed it before, right? No. Wait, he no, he confronted him. Didn't he confront him in the last season? Yeah. So at, at well, at the end of season one, Artie yeah. like pulls a fucking rifle on him. Oh right, yeah. Obviously, duh, duh. Yeah. Uh, after duh, Olivia duh, tells him that. Duh. 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 <laughs> yeah, I think I maybe I'll just say to appease you, because you're my parent, I'll say yes. <laughs> yes, he was admitting it. Thank you. Yeah. You've done a great job appeasing me. That's <laughs> easy. Um uh so yeah and then and then we come to the final scene with with tony crying uh at the last scene of public enemy enemy by the way like i love how he just like watches this the whole entire movie like piecemeal yeah like 15 minutes at a time right um well he wanted he wanted to piece it out to his emotional state throughout (laughs) the death of his mom which which is a lot of people that's how they grieve sure it's true yeah yeah, just, yeah. Just it, is a good, it makes yeah. it makes perfect sense for this episode. They take they take a movie that their daughter's boyfriend that they object to mentions, mm-hmm. and they watch it 
over the course of four days while they're <laughs> they're dealing with the death of their parent. Right. I'm in practice. Who they, who they decided to go to therapy because of. Right. I've read studies where that is the best practice. Yeah, um, that's the best way to cope. I mean, I mean it's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, David Chase like really did this. You know, you just know that. that's based on his experience with his. Mom. That's right. Did you and guys see the guy? Did you see the guy that like came down the stairs when they started yeah. that, that yes. meeting? And yeah, that's the other thing. Up. Yeah, what is that? People, <laughs> people like will not shut the fuck up about that. When I was searching for fucking internet, everybody was like, "I think I spotted something no one's ever seen before." And it's like, yeah, everybody's talking yeah. about this guy well, who's like coming down the stairs like, in the background of some shot. But it's a very, well, it's a funny joke. The joke right. is yeah. that it's like he realizes, oh shit, I don't want to be a part of this very awkward thing. But it raises so many questions because it's like, why was he upstairs? <laughs> right. He's a very right. tall, skinny guy that we don't recognize as anybody <laughs> in the show. Yes. And this is such a close, this isn't like a big party with everybody. It's just like this close circle. So you're just left, thing, left wondering, why is there a very tall stranger upstairs in AJ's room? Right. You know, right. right? Yeah, he- I, exactly. I definitely I have a reason why he's upstairs. He needed to go to the bathroom because like the other bathrooms were full. Yes. You go well, to the, that's right. well that makes sense. And, yeah. And the web exclusive where that follows that story. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. I also thought maybe that was David Chase just like fucking around and he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna come down the stairs with like oh, yeah, the, Uncle the big jokester glasses on. Yeah. <laughs> it was the ghost from three men and a baby. Oh, there you go, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, right, that's, right. Yeah. David uh, Chase's favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> Silver Cup Studios. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I like to think he was just admiring AJ's like new metal uh, t-shirts in his closet. Yeah, yeah. Just mm-hmm. thumbing so, through them. Trying um, on his Cole Chamber sweatshirt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so that final scene, do you think Tony's crying because uh, because his mother died or do you think he's crying <laughs> watching this mother in the public enemy uh, and that is the opposite of the type of mother that that he had. I, I I've always felt that like it was it was proof that like your parents can be the meanest, cruelest, most like you know biggest pieces of shit. They're still your parents, you know, mm-hmm. and it's still like hard to lose them. Sure. And I think and and like he obviously like sees himself like in the Cagney character. For obvious reasons, right. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's also like Tony's like narcissism, just like being like, "That's me." <laughs> and yeah. maybe I'll throw it out there. Maybe he's mourning the loss of the idea that his mother could ever have been that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he's yeah, like, very he's true. Like, I like that, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, you know, like that's this like impression that like oh, because he always, even with the baby books, he's like surprised. Right. You yeah. know what I right. mean? Like he's still at the very end of her life surprised that she would not care right so he still has this thought of how she could be or should be right so this is like him finally being like oh you know because the mother in the movie is that yeah right that it's like carmela carmela's like oh like she um you you didn't honor her wishes like which you didn't do while she was alive (laughs) right you know right you're at her beck and call like while she was alive yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well that's cool. uh any other thoughts any other uh favorite moments lines joe you got you got some favorite lines you like i think i um woody guthrie over them. here <laughs> woody guthrie is good yeah um yeah no i think i like mentioned uh what i was uh what i saw i don't that's about it <laughs> i just feel bad that um 
you know, Meadow took um, Noah over to Hunter's and Hunter didn't like him. That's that's shitty because like Hunter loves everybody, like notoriously. <laughs> Where does that happen? I, wait, that's, hu- that's Hunter Biden. <laughs> oh, Hunter Biden. <laughs> that's Hunter Biden. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, they went down to Delaware. They're kicking it in uh, Wilmington. Yeah, no, yeah, she m- she says like I'm I'm bringing Noah over to Hunter's. Oh, and then okay. she comes back like in the house when Tony's watching the movie, and she, he's like, "She's like, oh, what did you say to Noah? She like, <laughs> he didn't say anything at Hunter's, and now she thinks he's a snob. <laughs> like, well, first of all, he is a fucking <laughs> snob. Like, oh yeah, he, he's that guy. Yeah, he's sucks. a snob. I don't know if I've never noticed. Like, maybe it's just in this rewatching of all these episodes recently, but this is the first time it struck me how big of like um snobs meadow and aj are like they're just like the like most entitled so like they are could not be the mo- more annoying just in general objectively dude oh, people yeah. hate those characters yes they yeah. hate both those characters because of that reason yeah uh but but yeah it's 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 more obvious i watched when i was more or less aj soprano yeah, exactly. Because I remember it from when I'm younger. I'm like, oh yeah, well, but they're like they're just these like really annoying rich kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, with uh, fucking the worst parents ever, besides Livia Soprano herself. I mean, they yep. they Carmela and Tony like fuck those kids up. <laughs> hey, Carmela's trying. She's trying to get you know AJ into college hardcore. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she True. does her best. True. Um, you guys, I think. We sort of hit on every single thing that I had for fucking internet. No way, no dude. Way. Oh, <laughs> no can way. I throw out? Can I throw out an internet thing? Yeah. That's that yeah. I did a number of years ago. I don't know. I unfortunately, I'm sorry. I don't know how exactly. Oh yes, I know where you're. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. But about seven years ago, I started something called the Melfi Selfie, <laughs> and um, and it was a worldwide sensation. <laughs> um, uh, I, and, I if you search. Hashtag Melfi, M-E-L-F-I-S-E-L-F-I-E on YouTube. I made a video about it, but I, I was, it was, you take a selfie of yourself in front of a picture of Dr. Melfi and a bunch of people did it, not like a crazy amount of people, but enough people did it on the internet. And then and I started tweeting, we started tweeting at Lorraine Bracco to do a, what we called a double Melfi selfie or a double Decker Melfi selfie. And she ended up doing it. Oh, that's amazing. And then, but then weirdly, like a year or two later, my mom called me and she was like, the Melfi selfie was just on entertainment tonight. And I was like, <laughs> what? Dude, I'm and seeing it right now. It ended up, it ended up that um, she, you know, cause like she was on this entertainment tonight show and they must have been like Googling things about what's Lorraine Bracco in the news in the last like year or so. And they like took a Melfi selfie with the host of Entertainment Tonight. So it's now in part of, in my mind, it's part of the Sopranos universe. Oh, Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. So great. Come Spells. on, man. You didn't tell us we were having the, the originator of the Melfi selfie on tonight. We would have led I'm with so, that, man. I'm so, I'm, I'm so glad that you you said that because I remember I remembered that, like, I was thinking about it a couple of days ago. And then I forgot, like, I forgot today because I, because I... <laughs> Cool, because cool. I was, I, I, but I was gonna say that um, you worked with um, 
the guy who plays Agent yeah. Harris. What's the actor? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm friends with Matt Servito, who plays Agent Harris. Very I nice. saw him. Well, at, I used to see him at commercial auditions in New York and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in everything. Yeah. He's in everything. Yeah. yeah. But he's not only is he great, but my other one other Sopranos connection is that he, I used to have a podcast where we'd watch TV shows and the guest would choose the show. And I had Servito on and he was like, let's watch the series finale of Sopranos. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. So we watched it and he told this story about um, how when they watched the finale, you know, they hadn't seen it. They watched it a big screening for the cast and crew. I think this is the story. And he left and I guess there's some press out there and he was saying how brilliant it was and how the ending where it goes black, how it was genius because dot, 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 what he thought happened. And I think it was misconstrued by the press that this is what David Chase wanted. But the way he said it made it seem like David, it was David Chase, how he knew what David Chase wanted it to be. Right, right. And he got in trouble for that or something <laughs> like, like minor, not like big trouble or whatever. But now, uh, so this was like on my podcast like years ago and I'll be honest, I Googled myself once. Oh, boy. And, oh no. Um, it's in the footnotes of one of the Sopranos on the series finale thing. It's referenced as my, from my podcast that he, like, that's like <laughs> also Sopranos lore. Oh, so God, I'm man. twofold part of the Sopranos universe. Damn. Oh, and that's amazing. So what I'm asking is, hey, listen, David, if you're listening, put me in the prequel. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I can, I can play. I'm, I've got thick eyebrows, thick hair. I'm, I could be. A Jewish mafia guy. I could play Italian. Are you are you local right now? Are you in New York? I'm in California, but I'll move local. I don't care. I'll do. <laughs> I can see you, know. you as an April. I can see yeah, you as an April. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. That's that's insane. Uh, I think one of us needs to seat our seats on this podcast for Craig. Yeah. All right, Joe. That's all. Oh, you're gone, Joe. You're absolutely <laughs> yeah, gone. All right. We yeah, all know Joe. Long time coming. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, you're the dead, dead weight. Yeah, <laughs> true. It's true. It's kind of true, especially like you know. Every now and then, Joe does a um, uh, his alter ego writes a uh, a Sopranos fanfic, which uh, sorry, erotic, yeah. erotic fanfic, yeah, erotic Johnny fanfic. Johnny Nuck, Zach Pino. Yeah, so sorry, listeners, you, don't get excited. Bounce ideas about like you know any any nuts any Johnny the Nut uh, segments, Craig. Like you know, feel free. Feel yeah. free to just hit me up via you yeah, know, yeah, social yeah, media, yeah. email, whatever. Any, any erotic oh, yeah, yeah. Sopranos ideas that you may have thought about like over the years, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Like <laughs> I, I want to find out what happened to that leg when after it was stolen before it comes back. To yeah, that's good. When that's an that, interesting story. It when does that leg get stolen? Is later it this episode? episode? It might be the next episode. Yeah, mm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that could be that could be an erotic journey right there. It's going in. Bam. It's going in. I'll give you credit. Don't worry. I will Beautiful. give you credit for it. I'll add it to your IMDb. Thank you. Please. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Beautiful. Put it on the wicket. The footnote on the wicket. <laughs> yeah. 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 I will. See how long it takes for that to get deleted. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. 
Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Craig, thank you for coming on. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug to people? Um, I'm, I know. I'm on Twitter at Craig Rowan. And uh, check out the Melfi selfie because it truly, in this time especially, there's a lot of division. It is one of the only things that can get us on the, all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a worldwide phenomenon. And as Lorraine Bracco says, she lives uh, about <laughs> Dr. Melfi. So we just pass on that love. And, um, and uh, I might be the first time you're hearing this, but I'll say this, vote. Yes. Uh, yes. Touching. Yeah. You hear that? Your, your sister's you. crotch. We had a, a listener who, <laughs> who gave us a, a review on iTunes that we had ruined the podcast by getting too political. Cause we mentioned Trump like once in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. oh, you sister's crotch oh. suck on that. Yeah, that's oh. right. We support voting. Asshole. No, no, no. We gotta be, we gotta be nice to your sister's crotch now. Cause no, we, we don't we put it. We put it behind that. He gave us the five stars. He amended his review for us. Yeah, but when, when you're a friend of ours, you get dragged always. Yeah, so, at any true, point, true. we can cut this motherfucker down. Yeah, yeah we're just right. breaking balls. That's right. Uh, if any of you would like to complain to us, uh, you can always email us at osopranospod at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at osopranospod. Craig, thank you again for being here. This was fun. Uh, thank you guys so much. Awesome. And yeah, hit up Melfi Selfie. That is amazing. Oh, incredible. Incredible. <laughs> All right. Oh. 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 <laughs>